Hey y'all, welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and sometimes contradicting thoughts of a Black millennial. I'm your host and I'm very grateful that you are here with me for this episode. This week I am honored, so very honored to have Mia Brinson as my guest. She's a personal growth and executive performance coach who empowers women to own their future and increase their earning potential. And she just so happens to be one of my very best friends. Welcome to Shades of Brown, Mia. How you doing? I'm so glad to be here back on the podcast. Hey. (laughs) Um, Before we start unpacking all the things, let's get into this first segment. Adulting is ghetto. This is this is a segment where me and my guests share something about adulting that we simply were unprepared for or utterly shocked by. Okay, so Mia, what is something about adulting that is just so very, you know? How, where do we begin? Um, I've been seeing uh, this thing go around talking about all of the things you have to juggle as an adult. And it's like, how do we do this? How do we make sure that we're eating right? that we're going to the gym, that we're going to work, that we're running our businesses, that we're showing up as our best self, that we're flossing, that we're (laughs) like to do all of the things at a great level all of the time. I think it's ghetto, like that we're expected to do all of that and consistently over time. I agree. I think it is just like, like why? It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Like, oh, having to remember everything and it's it's the everyday part. It's like, okay, I over the course of a week I can tackle a few of these things, but every single day, oh, it's like well, it's like, okay, I go to the um dentist and they're like, Okay, are you flossing and are you doing this? Okay, and you're like, Yeah, every day? Okay, yes, I can do that. And then you go to the hairdresser and she's they're like are you steaming are you washing are you doing those things yeah okay I can do that then you go and you get your like eyelashes your eyebrows are you brushing it's like every single thing has its own requirement that you should be doing and I'm like yeah how halfway Yes. Everything has multiple steps, like like your skin routine, right? It's like, are you like every, the products have to be layered properly, right? And it's like, well, how do you layer them? And then it's you get, got your toner. Well, no, you got your facial wash. Then you got a tone. Then you gotta put the serums. Then you gotta moisturize. And then it's just like, hey, 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 hey. Can I just wash my face with some dove soap and be done? <laughs> here. Who is the here? Basically. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I promise. Sometimes I'm just like, a, I'm a rebel. I'm like, you know what? All my, my, I have a, um, an esthetician. My niece is an esthetician and I always have her voice in my head, like washing your face with just like bar soap or body wash is the most awful thing you could do. But sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to be a rebel. I ain't got time for this. Today, I'm washing my face with soap. I don't care what you say. It's like, I don't care. I'm going to be a bad girl. But it'd right. be, it just be too much, girl. It'd be too much. Then it's like, you might be too of a, like, I was like, okay, maybe I'll start my night routine earlier, right? So that I can also read before I go to bed. Right? Oh, girl. And so, oh, and then writing your journal before you go to bed. 
And then, you know, make sure you wash your face, brush your teeth off. I was like, yes, I'll just move everything up. And then it's like, okay, so dinner, then bedtime routine. Like, <laughs> I can't have any oh time to figure out. It's like, okay, you want to read something productive and you also want to journal and you also want to just reflect and meditate. You also want to pray. You also want to read the word. It's like, you know what? How about I, how about I do nothing? How about I go to night night? <laughs> or I just veg and go on TikTok and scroll. <laughs> like I can mean, it all up. <laughs> when all else fails, just scroll. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, that's good. You recently had a live webinar called How to Move from Overthinking to Action. And I was um, a part of that and it was incredibly powerful. I learned a lot about my own habit of overthinking. And I thought this would be a great conversation to have with you as I am certain that many of my listeners struggle with this as well. So let's unpack it. Can you tell us before we start digging into all the overthinking things, can you tell us ex- what exactly is overthink- overthinking? Like, how does one think too much? <laughs> yeah, typically it's when someone is thinking about the same thing over and over and over again to no end, to no solution, but just ruminating over um, an idea, a situation, a moment, um, or even some a dream even. Um, So it's really when we start to take those things and chew, 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 chew on them way too much. So um, thinking is not a bad thing, right? And thinking through to a solution is, you know, what we should be doing. But when I think people say overthinking, they're saying, you already know what you need to do next, but you continue to analyze, to gather information, um, to try to understand, that's when you know that you're into overthinking. And many times we know that we're overthinking. So <laughs> that's usually the first sign is like, okay, I know I've probably thought about this too much. So. Mm, that's good. I love that you said that it's <clears throat> thinking to no end, to no solution. It's the ruminating. I love that. Yeah. A lot of times I justify by saying, you know, I'm just being thorough when in actuality, I just be doing too much. (laughs) It's so true. Um, I started the webinar saying overthinking used to be my jam. Like I I wasn't coming from it from a theoretical standpoint. Like I did this, you know what I mean? Like it was the thing that I thought I was being, like you said, thorough, um, I am pulling this thing apart, um, A to B, Z to A, like I got everything covered. Um, But then you realize days go by, months go by, (laughs) and we're still still thinking. And that's when I realized this is actually becoming more of a problem than it is helpful. Yeah, yeah. And how do you realize that you're a, a chronic overthinker, one where it's becoming like you said, it, this is not helpful. This is not productive. How do you know? Because I'm sure in certain situations, we've all, you know, experienced overthinking in some way, some form or, or whatever. But how do you realize, okay, like this is a, this is a real problem for me. I am an, a chronic overthinker. Yeah, I think it's when it starts becoming debilitating um, where you can't move to the next 
thing or where you can't make a decision because and you get overwhelmed easily on making a decision. It's like, well, no, I have to have all of these things and all of these facts in order to meet in order for me to make a simple decision. So I think when you are um, just in life and questions and things come up and you're not able to easily maneuver and be fluid um, within those things, I think that is a sign that you need to examine, not overthink, but examine and evaluate. Um, is this an issue that I'm continuing to see rise in my life? Mm. Okay, so you've explained a bit about, you know, how we can understand if we are an overthinker or a chronic overthinker. Let's get into like the root cause though of this behavior. Like what what causes us to experience this? Because it's typically typically when we're overthinking, we're not overthinking about like all the amazing things. We're not we're not overthinking, you know, like um <laughs> we're not think overthinking how beautiful something's going to turn out, right? It's typically something, you know, negative. So where is this behavior stemming from? Can you help us understand the root? <laughs> Let's get to the root. <laughs> Let's get to the root. <laughs> um, well, typically it starts with there was some type of failure, right? Or mm. there's some type of fear mm. that you attach to um, this decision, right? So there is something that is causing you to hesitate. And so a lot of times um, I've broken it down into eight different areas and it was inspired by um, John Maxwell. Um, but there's eight different areas and or reasons where I've seen even with my clients that they fall into. Mm-hmm. So one is the assumption gap. So you're making a bunch of assumptions about what could happen or what could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the knowledge gap where you like, well, I just don't know enough about the, about what I need to make this decision. And so, you, you know, continue to gather information or you just get stuck. Um, sometimes it's the timing gap where you feel like it's just not the right time to begin or you feel like it's too late. And so you just kind of begin And the thing about overthinking, I just want to pause and say, especially when it's a dream or something that you are called to do, that thing will stay on you until you can ruminate for years, for days, months, for years. But you know that you need to move into the next dimension, but you will use these things that we've been going through as an excuse to not move forward okay I pause but I mean, you, you had a word in your belly and I appreciate <laughs> it because that's real that's it real it's so real and and I get stuck in that that knowledge gap a lot you know it's I don't know enough I need to research more I need research 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 and at some point it's like okay what are you doing with the research yeah you know yeah. and and at, at what point do you, do you have, do you know enough? Right. Because like, I feel like people like me, we continue to move the goalpost, right? It's like, okay, cool. I've researched, but now I need more. Well, at what point do you no longer need any more? The goalpost goalpost just keeps moving, you know? And it's like, see, that's the trick of the enemy. (laughs) It is the trick. Because here's the beauty and the reality is you learn along the way. 
Yeah. So if I was dealing with someone who were in this knowledge gap, I would say go. Go for it now with the knowledge that you have. Like trust that you know enough to at least get started. Right. And to at least, you know, reach out to a few people while you do what you need to do. But there's, I mean, in this day and age with Google, with resources, with Instagram, with people who you can reach out to, LinkedIn, um, there's just too many resources for someone to stay stuck in a knowledge gap. Yeah. Yeah. But let me continue. Okay. Um, So we also have uh, the mistake gap. So just simply afraid that you're going to make a mistake along the way. So, you know, that little perfectionism thing that I used to love, Uh, (laughs) which leads to the perfection gap. So it has to be the best. I think we experienced some of that even today. Like it just has to be the best um, in order for me to put it out, in order for me to go forward. Um, The inspiration gap. Is one sometimes you just don't feel as inspired to to move forward with it. Um, comparison, which is a huge one that I see and hear a lot, where people are comparing themselves, and so therefore they say stuff because they're like, "It's not like this." Um, and I think you and I have even talked that about that. You're comparing yourself to people who have whole teams to get things done. You're comparing yourself to people who are in chapter eight of their life. You're in chapter one, like you're just starting out, just the comparison gap. And then the last one is the expectation gap. So you just thought it would be easier, <laughs> simply easier. If it's the dream, if it's what I'm supposed to be doing, Therefore, it should be easy. And that is just false. So those are the eight things. Um, I think we could spend an hour on each of those. Oh, but- <laughs> Listen, I'm thinking, I'm like, just j- to, to make it real practical for y'all, just getting to recording of this episode, I had yes. to overcome a couple of these. <laughs> right. Because like you said, the expectation, I literally said to her before we press record, like, man, I like I just thought that things would be easier because I've been doing this for, you know, a couple of years now, three, three years now. And it's like I still have to overcome technical stuff and troubleshooting. And I go to record and something's messed up. And it's like, ugh, why isn't this easier? And it makes me want to just shut down, close my laptop, reschedule. Right. But it's like, all right, no, nah, whatever. I don't have my webcam right today, but we're going to do it anyways. That's the overcoming the perfection thing. I guess it's just like for real, this stuff is so real. Oh my gosh. So thank you for sharing um, those because I can, I, I relate to, to the majority, to the majority, <laughs> to the majority of them. Um, you said something, excuse me. You said something earlier though, that speaks to the root cause of this behavior. And I think it spoke to me. You said something about like trusting yourself to just go with the knowledge you have. You, you were speaking about the knowledge gap and you were saying just trust that you know enough. But I think that that's a big part of it too, is our lack of trust in ourselves, our lack of trust to make good decisions. And wherever that stems from, I don't know, but I feel like if we trusted ourselves more, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be this difficult to just act. What do you think? I definitely agree with that. Um, And when you think about, um, I think the biggest thing that we lack today, just as a society, is a deep belief in ourselves. Mm. Like a truly deep belief that we can do it. Yeah. um, And that we can accomplish things. It just seems so big for us, you know, nowadays. But when you think about 
um, any winner, any person that is great, um, any person that has achieved a lot, ultimately at the base of what they're doing, there is a deep belief that they can accomplish that thing. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of us are lacking. Um, and again, it's failure. It's all the things that we just mentioned. And I've talked to people like, well, I just don't want to make a mistake. And I'm like, mistakes are going to be made, you know? Um, and so I think it's just getting more and more comfortable with, I would rather move forward and fail than stay still and not even try. And to be comfortable and confident in those places, I think will help a lot of us get unstuck. But these things are much, much easier said than done, right? You know, as we're talking, um, it's easy to say, you know, just just go forward, just, just move on. And I think um, a lot of times if you don't have, you know, the right community, the right tribe, or even what I've said, you know, is having a coach to just kind of nudge you along the way um, because you can get stuck because it's cyclical. And as you and I know, and we've talked about before, these thoughts are invasive. Like no one signs up and just says, I'm going to overthink this. That's right? good. That's good. It just, it just hits you. And They're intrusive thoughts. Yeah. You don't ask for them. Yes. Um, and then you get in this spiral and unless you, you know, A, have the tools um, and or the knowledge and or the desire to just say, I'm not going to do this. and I'm just going to go forward. It's so easy to continue to perpetuate that same behavior. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. And I have to insert right here, especially for those of you who struggle with intrusive thoughts. Maybe you struggle with anxiety or specifically you have OCD. Um, that is something that you just don't ask for. That's something that your brain is wired that way. Um, and you shouldn't feel guilty for that. You shouldn't feel any shame because you have those intrusive thoughts. But I do encourage you, as me is saying, is to, you know, make sure you have someone in your corner, someone, a coach like Mia, right, who can push you along the way to get beyond that. You don't ask for the thought. You don't invite the thought. But you have to be in a position to combat the thought once it arrives. Um, but I just had to, to say that because living with undiagnosed or diagnosed OCD can be debilitating. Um, but we... Even though, like I said, even though we can't control what comes in, we do have power. We do have power to overcome. So you just had to throw that in there real quick. All right. So can I say something on that point? Yes. Because you don't have, um, so it can come in, but our power is how long does it last? Yeah. How yeah. allow it to overtake us? And I'm not talking about anxiety and things like that, but I am talking about overthinking, right? So it's like, um, a couple of things that I've heard, I've been like, um, give yourself so much time to think about certain things. Mm -hmm. So give yourself a time limit. Like this type of decision, I'm only going to give myself 24 hours. Like, that's it. Um, to mm, just that's, let me see, let, ooh, what, can we wait, 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 wait. That's good. That is yeah. good. We talk so much about boundaries with other people, but I think that it's just as important to have them with ourselves. And yes. that is a good boundary. Like, all right, sis, you got 12 hours 
Now let have at it. <laughs> have at it. Let let your brain go in out. Yeah. So give up that permission, right? Because you do feel like um, the reality is, I do need to think through this for me to feel comfortable, some yeah. level of comfort, right? Yeah. But do you need two weeks? Mm. You know, do you need a month? Like, no. So what is the time boundary that you will give yourself and work within and make sure you hold that commitment to yourself um, to make the decision? Mm, that's good. That is good. <laughs> okay. So what, what is this costing us? Like, I feel like some people may say, what's the big deal? Okay, sure, I'm an overthinker. All right, cool, whatever. It doesn't really matter. What is what is this behavior costing us? How is it impacting us? Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people about this. Um, it costs us in our energy, right? Um, just think about how much energy and how much mental power you spend on overthinking or in this space of, of, you know, ruminating on thoughts, it takes energy to do that versus taking energy to actually apply to doing something um, progressive and to moving forward. So it definitely causes that, cause you opportunities, it could cause you relationships, because the reality is the world is moving on. The reality is someone is saying yes and doing it. The reality is they're not going to wait all the time for um, what you say you want to do. And so it could cost you opportunities. It could cost you relationships. Um, and if it's so destructive, you know, it could cost you your mental, um, your mental health. Um, when I was studying this, it's actually um, similar to depression. Now, this can be clinically diagnosed. And so if you really, you know, stay in this space, it can actually become a mental barrier or, you know, a mental um, health issue for you. So, And that makes so much sense, you know, when you were talking about, you know, how it costs you so much energy. And I think about people who have chronic exhaustion, you know, like maybe they sit at a desk all day, you know, um, so they're not really like physically active or they don't have a ton of errands to run, you know, maybe they've just had a, had a, what is a seemingly chill day kind of sort of, but they're so exhausted in their bodies because in their minds, it's just on and going. And you would think that they were, it's like they're running a marathon 24 seven in their mind. Right. And that's real energy that has real impacts on our real bodies. And, um, wow. Yeah. That I didn't realize that it at this point was considered to be that in, intense but man it makes sense it makes sense um, and the biggest thing I think it costs us um I would say is time mm. and I think that we don't value time enough because of the way we spend our time you know that we don't really value it as we should um and I had this thought like, you know, if you are only given so much time to live, you would value that time so much more and so, so differently. Um, and so because we feel like we have an abundance of it, and we think we're just going to wake up tomorrow. And so I think, you know, and we're going to get this chance again, you know, to just do what it is. We're so, so it costs us in time mm -hmm. and it's 
time is to me but just the most valuable resource that you can never ever ever get back yeah man that's powerful that's powerful lord teach us to number our days yeah <laughs> tell us how we can begin to to spot this mid thought so that we can then, you know, start to implement those boundaries. Like, all right, I'm going to give myself this a lot of time. But how can we, what ways can we, you know, implement day to day that we can say, all right, that's that's me overthinking. I'm going a bit too far. How can we begin to become self-aware in this area? Yeah, and I think it'll be different for everyone, right? Because um, you know you better than anyone else knows you. You know how, like, your thoughts um, begin. For me, um, I literally have to disrupt it. Like I literally um, will find myself going over and over a situation. And uh, many times you circle back to the same scenario. You circle back to the same. And I'm like, wait, I've I've done that three times now. We've done laps. <laughs> We've gone around <laughs> three times now. And then I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm overthinking. Like, oh, okay. All right. So it, it's really just acknowledging, like, once you start identifying and becoming more and more aware of yourself and how your thoughts work, um, and really, at any point that you realize it, doesn't matter if it's, you know, five minutes in or if it's two hours in, just recognize, whenever it is that you recognize it, disrupt it. Whenever it is that you acknowledge that I am too far down this path and it's not being productive for me, challenge it. Challenge yourself. Um, and so for me, um, some of the tools that I've used is disrupting it and then challenging myself for evidence. Because the thing about overthinking is it feels so true. It feels so real. It feels like this is really not going to happen or it's going to happen in just this way. And therefore, I shouldn't do A, B, or C, and D. And so it's really challenging those thoughts. Like, what evidence do you have? You know, who is they? Mm. Who is the person that you're really trying to please and or, you know, not make them laugh at you? Like, who is that really? Because. Everyone in your is in your corner, actually. Everyone else is telling you, no, this is great stuff. So it's like really <clears throat> challenging your uh, beliefs and or those thoughts to see if they're really true, evidence-based, and or, you know, something that is real. This is why community is so important. Um, and whether that community, you know, is your pastor or your therapist or friends. And for me, y'all know how I am. Friendship is a core value for me. Um, I greatly value friendship and I'm always encouraging it and advocating for it because of stuff like this. I can't count the times that I have just decided whatever's going on in my head is true. It's true. And I'll talk to Mia and she's like, okay, so what evidence do you have? (laughs) What evidence? I'm like, First of all, my brain told me this. <laughs> Gotta be true. <laughs> Gotta be. My brain wouldn't lie to me, but it will. It my brain, our brains betray us on a daily basis, y'all. <laughs> and just having the conversation, right, with mm-hmm. trusted people can really help you um, put your perspective in the proper place. 
Um, because these things, like, like she said earlier, overthinking a lot of it is rooted in fear and fear is a liar. Fear will never tell you the truth. At least not the whole truth. (laughs) It won't ever tell you the whole truth. Right. We cannot believe it, you know? And I think having someone with no bias, right? Because our friends, they not tripping off of what we tripping over. You know what I'm saying? They can help us pick apart like, oh, oh, so it's not that serious. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I can do that. I can say that. Oh, okay. 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 One thing me will do, I'll be saying, well, what if, what if, what if? I don't know, I don't know. And I just don't think, and she'll say, well, just ask them. I'm like, oh, I can't do that, huh? <laughs> I've overthought, you know, well, how's this going to turn out? And, and I'm just trying to figure out something that could just simply be answering a question. Just go ask them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's wow, I never considered that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting because it's like, we have the question, we have, okay, so if they respond this way, then I'm going to do this. And then if they respond this way, then I'm going to do this. And if we can't, we don't trust ourselves enough in the moment that whatever the response is, whatever. that we're going to have, <laughs> that the appropriate thing will not come up. It's like, no, 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 I got to prepare. Mm-hmm. I got to prepare. So now if it's this, mm-hmm. then we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, the power is, because what happens the most is the three to five things you thought of, <laughs> none of them come out. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh. All that preparation going down, down, down the drain. And it's up it. here and I'm over here. Yeah. Yeah. Man, man. It, we really could just go down a whole thing right uh-huh. there. But I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Let me, let me stay on track. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. It's so good. Okay. So is it possible to completely eradicate this behavior? I wouldn't say um, that you completely eradicate it because fear is always present. Um, fear will always right. I What I think is the most powerful thing is that we have tools to combat it, um, that we can reduce the impact of it, and we can reduce the time we spend in overthinking. But I feel like anytime you start something new, Anytime you become unsure, you may have the tendency to do this, but I think it will become less and less and less um, the more we utilize the tools, the more we realize that most of the time you've spent thinking about it is a lie. And the actual time that I need to spend is trying to understand how to overcome the real thing, right? And so the real barrier, the real um, issue that's coming towards me now, and you, well, for me, I get excited about that because now this is the real thing, not this figment thing that I've made up, that I've thought, that I've sat, not done anything with, twiddled my thumb, thought about, overthought about, but I'm actually in action trying to figure it out and I'm in motion. So I think once you start putting more of your energy in motion and in action and doing things, it becomes less and less um, disruptive in your life. That's really good. That's really good. And I do think too, one thing, one thing that I have learned when it comes to um, reducing that impact and getting more actions in place is something about making decisions that builds your confidence. Right. And it's a, it's a muscle that we can, we can build and we can 
Um, we just have to exercise it and practice it, right? And the more we decide, the more confident we are in making future decisions, right? Because either way, if we make a decision and it goes well, that's a confidence booster, right? But also, we make a decision that doesn't go quite right. Well, now we have information and data to take with us for the next decision, right? So, so either way, we have more confidence going forward. And I think that's really important to build our trust in ourselves. Um, and to uh, again reduce reduce the impact and the the time we take in in overthinking. My last question for you, Mia, is how can we show ourselves compassion as we are on this journey of trying to overcome overthinking, trying to overcome our fears? We know we're going to slip up. We can't completely eradicate this behavior. How do we give ourselves grace and be gentle with ourselves as we are trying to you know become better? Yeah, I think. Um giving ourselves space to make mistakes, right? And um, and saying that the mistake is it's okay, that it's a part of the journey. I think a lot of times what happens is we make a mistake and we think, I should have done better. I should have known that. And you go into this really negative self-talk versus this mistake was supposed to be a part of the journey. Um, this mistake is actually the foundation and the building block for me to do something new or something different and or make a different decision next time. Um, there are some things you can learn from people, but there is nothing better than learning through your own experience. Amen. And so it's like, take that time, take that space um, to have those experiences. And then I, I would say, um, just kind of accepting that mistakes is along the way. Failure is a part of a part of the journey. Um, that perfection will not be perfect, right? And then for me, and what has worked well for me is giving myself affirmations. Mm. Um, so telling myself it's okay along the way. Like even when I'm nervous, I'd be like, "Girl, you got this. You got yeah. this. It's gonna be okay." Because either way, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna knock this out of out of the park, or this is just gonna be more information for you to learn to do different and do better next time. And what you realize is, as you continue to make decisions, next time come around faster. Mm. It comes around faster and faster, so you get more and more opportunities to exercise and to build and to grow and to strengthen and to learn. That's beautiful, man. This is so, so, so good, y'all. I know y'all are like, okay, we need more, we need more, we need more. This is where you're going to have to reach out to Mia and you're going to have to get a strategy call and you're going to have to book a session with her because she's the bomb.com. And I, I'm just so grateful to know her, to have her in my corner because the girl is, she's, She's some call her Mighty Mia, okay? Because (laughs) she's just a well of wisdom, a well of resources and information that will help you move beyond your stuck places, I'm telling y'all, okay? So let's, she's going to give some, uh, all her information um, at the end, but let's get into brownie points. (laughs) This is the segment that is set aside for us to celebrate ourselves for a recent victory. Whether big or small. So Mia, what are you giving yourself brownie points for this week? I say I went on hinge. And, <laughs> and this year, modern day world, you know, I go through my cycles with apps. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we're back on the app. And I was proud, I'm proud of myself for doing that because, um, you know, I'm good for staying in the house and just hoping that God would just deliver my husband by yep. UPS, you know, yep. just right here at this address. Amazon Prime. Um, <laughs> exactly. Overnighted, please. Uh, whatever. But, you know, um, taking a step out and I went on Hinge and I'm excited about the journey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you're getting some good matches, girl. It's been fun. Yeah. I hope that we both have great success stories at the end of this year from our hinge experiences. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. That's a good one. Because yeah, it is right by here. It is right by here, but that's that's a good one. Wonderful. I am giving myself brownie points for deep cleaning. Oh man, yeah, I'm I keep things straightened and cleaned, but as far as like deep cleaning, you know, like vacuuming and mopping and washing walls, you know, uh, re um, putting a new shower liner and all that stuff. I finally got around to it yesterday, y'all, and I feel so good. I'm like, okay, yes, wonderful. And I got to do it again soon, you know, because adulting, it just don't stop. <laughs> but I'm glad I finally got to it. I'm glad I finally got to it. So that's my brownie points. Um, again, thank you so much, Mia. Um, I wish we could have talked for another hour or two, girl, because like it's just, like you said, so many of these pieces have their own conversation attached to them. Um, but please tell, please tell us where we can find you, how we can follow you and take advantage of all that you're offering. Cause I know you have a ton of, of offerings right now. Yes. So, um, you can follow me on Instagram at mbrinson10 and, um, on Facebook, just me and Brinson. Um, and I also have an overthinker's guide to action that you can download. So once you go to my Instagram, the link is in my bio. Um, but I'm expanding this year. I'm excited about the expansion. Um, so it will be worth staying tuned. Um, I am most active on Instagram. So if you want to stay tuned there to all the cool, fun things um, that's coming down the pipe. But yes, book your free strategy call. Um, simply DM me and we can get you going. Wonderful. And I will be sure to link all of her stuff in the description so you can just easily click it and go to um, download the guide or go get to her Instagram, all those things. You can just check the description below. And as for me, y'all, um, I greatly appreciate all of your support. If you want to get some podcast merch, please do so by visiting the website at chasebrownpodcast.com or just click the link in the description below. If you'd like to sponsor an episode or two or five, please feel free to do so. You can click the link in the description below for more information. I greatly appreciate all of our sponsors. If you want to start a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start or you're discouraged because of all the memes going around saying, don't get a microphone and start a podcast, or you're just like, I got something to say, but I'm just not sure about the logistics or the technical side, whatever your hesitation is, I would love to help you get beyond that please click the link in the description below to schedule a free consultation with me. I would love to help you. And I also have a podcast starter kit that you can download for free. Check the description below. 
And there are other ways that you can support the podcast that does not cost you any money. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Shades of Brown Podcast. You can subscribe to my mailing list with the link in the description below. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you are listening to this on YouTube, please stop what you're doing right now and click subscribe. You can also leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now, click that five stars and leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, you can always just share with your friends, put this episode in your group chats, send this to a friend that you know be overthinking all the time. Be like, girl, you be doing too much. Here, listen to this. I greatly appreciate word of mouth. All of your support is greatly appreciated. Thank y'all for rocking with me. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, I like to leave you with this. I hope that you would be well, love well, and be loved well. That's my prayer for you because I truly believe you deserve that. Until next time, bye.